news, commentary, technology, preparedness, and pop culture. From Nashville, Tennessee, the home of hot chicken. I'm Jess, the straight Christian conservative one. And I'm Chris, a gay Buddhist libertarian. We will explore today's issues with opposing viewpoints. And feature guests with incredible or unique stories. We may see things differently, but in the end, this is... Still love you, bro. I kind of said your line there. I apologize. That's okay. You stole it from me. I was just rolling, and I just kept going. Just like a stolen election, right? I suppose so. Are we going to talk about that today? Uh, wow. Let's not open that. That show. needs to be a special episode. Yeah, we could we could spend the whole episode. We need a lot of air freshener when we open up that can of worms. <laughs> so. Well, well. So- how yeah. has your day been, Chris? Uh, you know, it's been good, and and I, I apologize to the listeners who have um, reached out and checking on us because we missed a week. It should be me apologizing because that was one hundred percent my fault. Even though I can't quite control when my allergies, you know, when they determine that I need to be completely unable to speak. Um, I don't think the listeners would have enjoyed listening to me uh, sound like some sort of cricket in the back of the room. I, I heard you at work, and no, they would not. They can take your word for it. Thankfully. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's just jump right in. We've got a, a, a unique show today. We're going to hit a couple of topics. Um, they're they're going to be things that we can expand on later on different shows. So, um, you know, like a lot of things, the, the first several shows, we're, we're just kind of cracking open the lid. Uh, as we move through, we will start really getting deep into some of these topics. So what, what, have, what have you brought? Well, something really simple. Um, one of the things that I kind of laugh at is um, when we change um, political administrations, you know, the presidency, I really like to examine um, the hypocrisy that takes place in some in some instances. Uh, this is on both sides, in my opinion. Um, it is also my opinion that, unfortunately, um, the Biden administration is one of the more hypocritical ones that um, I've seen, at least uh, in the emerging days. And one of these cases uh, is, um, I'll kind of give it a preface. Uh, in a news interview um, a, lo- a while back during the campaign, um, the vice president, um, Kamala Harris, in a news interview was uh, was talking to a radio host, and uh, they asked her if she had smoked the devil's lettuce before, and uh, she said she had in the past. And so, you know, you can, you can what, you know, whether she was just saying that to be hip or something, you know, she also said she enjoyed rap music, but then she was asked what her favorite rap artist was that's still alive, and she could not name one. <laughs> I sure. mean, I, I'm Maybe an avid she listens mu- to a station where they don't tell you who's playing the music. Right. All those stations that don't give artists credits in the United States. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, anyway, uh, with that under the belt of our knowledge here, we, we go back to modern day, where the White House has suspended... And asked to resign or move to a remote work program, uh, dozens of young White House staffers, due to past marijuana use. What do you say to that? I had to process for a little bit. So what this is saying is that because in the past that they have um, potentially or admittedly smoked marijuana, that they are now not allowed to come into the White House, but they can work from home. Apparently. And some of them have been outright fired. And the funny mm-hmm. thing with this is, is they were, they were told when, and this is, a, you know, this is hearsay from the people who actually got fired, but um, they were told in the interview, you know, the lie detector test, hey, you know, you smoked weed when you were a kid. It's not that big of a deal. Just be honest, and we can work with you. You know, be be honest with us. Well, they worked with them. They let them right. work from home. They gave them a false sense of security by saying, "Hey, 
you know, if you did smoke marijuana, it's okay, especially if you were in a state that it was legal in. And that in, in some cases, most of these folks were in states where it was legal, including um, the District of Columbia. So uh, it is it is interesting to me uh, that they are being fired for something that they did in their state that was legal. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. And I have family that lives in Colorado, and I've, I've went out to visit um, and, and enjoyed myself, and, and I did not partake. <clears throat> but um, what I what I did do was was um, talk to a relative of mine who works for a major corporation based in, in Colorado. And what I really wanted to know was now that it is legal in Colorado and you have an employee who decides to make the decision to smoke marijuana while he's off work and then comes to work and for whatever reason has to take a drug test, what is your company's policy? And the the challenge with, with that uh, being legal in certain states and not is that it is okay. It is un, it is not unlawful for him to have smoked marijuana or to even have it in his system because it's resi- residual in your system. But it all goes back to company policy. So even though it was legal, the corporate company policy, if that's in the manual that says you you know cannot have marijuana in your system, they have grounds to fire him. And that that becomes an interesting subject, especially in states that have that have legislated marijuana. Um, me, I think it should be a federal thing to be legal. Uh, I think that would solve a lot of issues. Uh, definitely, you know, tax it right, which, you know, states want to do and, um, uh, you know, get, get a lot of tax revenue from that. But it should absolutely be legal. Well, here's the thing with with what you said about, you know, if someone comes into work and gets drug tested and they are found to have had it in their system. The problem with that is this was a this was a question. Have you in your past smoked marijuana marijuana? Sure. In, in like it doesn't matter if it was 20 years ago when you smoked marijuana, did you? And that's what these people apparently, allegedly, are being let go for. This far in. I mean, they've worked there for how many days? Oh, over right? 60 days. And then all of a sudden, this is a problem? Apparently. Um, and and maybe this is one of those delayed reporting things. But yeah, so they have been let go. Um, and Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, uh, has uh, made a response to this. And in her usual fashion loves to dodge the question. Uh, if you look at some of her answers, you can you can see the double speak in there where they're just kind of talking around the answer. So the question was, you know, um, why they were suspended, how how can they be suspended? And the, um, uh, the reporter who asked the question actually brought up what I told you in the beginning about how the vice president has admitted to smoking marijuana in the past, so why is a different standard being held? Um, her response was, quote, in an effort to ensure that more people have an opportunity to serve the public, we work in coordination with the security service to ensure that more people have the opportunity to serve that would not have in the past with the same level of recent drug use. Okay, that I'm not really sure what that means. While we will not get into individual cases, there were additional factors that play in many instances for the small number of individuals who were terminated, Saki said. So she's basically saying we work with the security service to ensure more people have the opportunity. I'm not really sure what that has to do with the question at all. Um, it sounds like she's just talking until she can figure out what she's going to say, uh, in my opinion. And then she says that there were other factors that resulted in their termination. So take take that what you will. Um, I think it's kind of her dodging the question, in my opinion. And I think it's pretty hypocritical for an administration that – um, supports legalization of marijuana to fire their staffers 
or admitting to smoking it in the past. That is certainly a double standard. Um, you know, and that that's the other problem where Tennessee, where we live, is an at, at-will state, or right to work, whatever you want to call it. An employer can fire you for any reason, whether, you know, whether it's right or not, and, and who's to say. So any type of, of non-fireable offense, for example, um, you know, firing someone just because they're a woman, it's very simple to write down because she wasn't performing in her job. Right. And, and you know, there's not a lot of recourse. So And that has, t- that has two um, – it, it, it has implications on both sides. So sure. what you just said obviously is something that you know a more libertarian or a more liberal person would immediately jump to as far as one of the negatives of that law. A uh, person like me, I jump to the whole uh, if you were uh, on in the National Guard and you go on military leave or something like that because we're a right to fire state – you know, they don't. As long as they're not writing down, they're firing you because you're on military leave. They can fire you. <laughs> sure, so. but I think that person would come back and say, "Hey, I was on military leave at that time." If they even wanted to pursue it, but you know, at the end of the day, the problem is, if you are fired for you know a valid reason or not, once you go through that litigation, like, what is your outcome? Do you want your job back? Do you really want to right, you know, continue exactly. working at a place where they fired you for? being a woman or being gay. No, and absolutely not. That's kind of an interesting difficulty that a lot of people have in, in different situations as well. Like I know somebody who was flat out told, uh, you're not, we're not going to give you this position because we'd rather have a man for this position. I mean, that's flat out illegal. That yeah. is, that is discrimination. But what do you do? Do you report them and then you become blacklisted in that industry? You're not going to get that position. You're not going to get that position. You may not get other positions because People talk. And you have the burden of proof. I mean, she would have to prove somehow that, <clears throat> that that's what she was told. Right. And I think it was over the phone. So, I mean, how are you going to prove it? It's just going to be your, your word against that person's. So, sure. Uh, who knows? It, it is, it's terrible issues like that. But that's, that is what happens. And, um, you know, you just have to honestly, the most mature thing to do about it is move on. I mean, you wouldn't want to work for that company anyway if that's what they're going to straight up tell you. So, Absolutely. Uh, time to find another place. You know, I guess the litigation would be replacing your income. And even then, you know, what are the damages involved? You know, do you expect that you would have worked there 10 years, so you want your salary times 10 years? That's a tough one. And I think those are probably a lot of the cases that are tying up our legal system right now. Oh, yeah. And they, a judge has to make some sort of decision that says, okay, you know, they're almost like having to predict the future. This person would have worked there for X number of years. There's no standard for that kind of thing. And you're basically just have you have to rely on punitary damages at that point. And, you know, if I got fired for whatever reason, you know, because I'm gay, I would I would definitely pursue it if I if I knew it. But, you know, I would yeah, I was going to work there for the next 120 years. Yeah. So, I, mean, yeah I was planning on living to be 150 yeah, years old. That's what so. I'm planning on. So that that's the that's the punitive damages I should be awarded. We're kidding there. Yeah, right. So, so what did you bring today? You know, speaking about being fired for being gay, um, Tennessee legislature recently passed a bill that has to do with transgender in the bathrooms. And there's and that passed, and, and I haven't read the entire bill. Um, I, I have some friends that are transgender, uh, and those topics are uh, near and dear to me. But this one, this one I think takes it a step further. Not that you can outdo, you know, a, a, a legislation that keeps people from using a bathroom, but... Um, The Tennessee legislature is working to prohibit school materials related to LGBTQ issues and lifestyles. This bill, which says that issues with LGBT often offends a, quote, significant portion of students and is working to put under the same restrictions in schools as religion. 
So if, if this is passed, this would mean that any books or school materials that promote, normalize, support, or address controversial social issues such as lesbian issues, gay, bisexual, and transgender lifestyles would be absolutely removed from public schools and labeled as inappropriate. Hmm. So you can't just erase people from history. And and I, I look at this just like the civil rights uh, movements in the 60s. You That would be like taking the fight for civil rights out of the classroom and saying, well, this offends people. You know, the, the white students are, are offended by this. Um, it's inappropriate and a significant portion of our students don't like it. So let's remove the whole civil rights movement because in the end, the LGBT issue that they're talking about is for rights. It's for equal rights. The ability to not be fired because of your sexual preference, the ability to have the, uh, you know, the same rights that, that heterosexuals do. And you can't just erase that from textbook because of a significant portion of students would be offended. And this, this is a really interesting and thought-provoking issue for me because – so you mentioned that um, this this would put the, the LGBT issues as far as education-wise in the same class as religious issues. Is that correct? Yes. So schools can't teach religion, and now they can't teach LGBTQ issues. Right. So that's, that's an interesting thing because the whole – LGBTQ um, rights issue is is difficult because it is fundamentally different from that of physical gender and race. And I'll tell you why. Um, physical gender, the, the sexual parts that someone has, that can be physically verified by other people. Okay? Sure. A race can be physically verified with your eyes. You can tell what race someone is, or you can do a blood test and find out what race someone is, okay? At this point that I know of, there is no scientific method or test to determine a person's sexuality. It is a thing that they express and something that they perceive in their mind. We can't even prove that I'm conscious. I I have no way of proving to myself or to anyone else that what I'm experiencing currently is real. There is no way to, for you to tell that you are conscious. There's no test that can do that because everything is perceived through your mind, through your eyes. Your, your mind is processing everything. My point in bringing that issue up, because that's an issue that has plagued science and, and psychology for a long time, is that there is no test that can determine if someone is being truthful about their sexual orientation. And the issue with the bathroom thing is the potential for abuse. And from the conservative side, we don't like the idea of of people who can claim, I'm not saying that, that every transgender person or every gay person or lesbian person is only claiming to feel that way. That's not what I'm saying. I want to say that right now. However, there are people and I've known some of them that claim to be a certain way to receive a benefit of claiming that, whether that be social or in some cases uh, to access certain areas. There are malicious people out there that will do that to access a bathroom and look at people. But we're not talking about let's let's use a lot. We're not talking about grown adults that can make the decision to, um, you know, act like. 
um, they're one or the other to go into a different background. We're talking about middle schoolers and we're talking about the kids who are born, um, you know, with, with certain physical parts and then they have, um, they realize that they shouldn't have been. And, and I don't understand fully the science and the, uh, the psychology behind that, but I have a friend who uh, has went through the same thing and uh, she now um, has explained a lot to me and, and I'm, I'm gay and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm sad sometimes that I don't, you know, fully understand this, but, but I don't, I've never lived it. So I reply, I rely on the people that I know to, to, you know, tell me their thoughts. But when I met him, when I met her, you know, he was a male and he was born a male and you know, he went through a lot. He went through a lot physically. He went through a lot emotionally because he knew he wasn't in the right body because his mind was born a female. And he looked at himself every day in the mirror and said, this is not who I am. And a lot of those people end up in suicide. So you've got the few that realize that they can take the steps to change. So going back to that, we're not talking about an adult that makes a decision. We're talking about middle schoolers who, you know, in the seventh grade was Bobby. And then they finally were able to tell their parents how they really felt. They had discussions with psychologists and they made the decision that they would start a transition. And then they came back next year as Jill. Jill should be able to use the women's restroom because Jill would look very stupid just because she may still have male parts or still may have a male birth certificate would look very stupid in a dress in the men's bathroom. And we're talking about middle schoolers and people know who these kids are who need to use the bathroom that they identify with. I can look, I, I can, I'm not saying I can't sympathize, sympathize with that at all because what you said actually made me think, yeah, okay. It is embarrassing for someone who is dressing as a woman to have to walk into a male bathroom. If they believe they are a woman, then it's embarrassing to walk into, have to walk into a male bathroom because it reveals the fact that they are in fact not a woman. And the first time, though, when this passes, though, the first time that all these people who say, well, they should use the bathroom when they're the first time a man walks into the woman's bathroom or a woman walks into the man's bathroom, these same people are going to start freaking out saying, well, what, there's there's a woman coming in here. Well, you made them come in here because you're worried about what's on their birth certificate. And all they're trying to do is pee. And I get it. There are the people who you're talking about who um, you know, may have something wrong who want to go and go to the check out the women's bathroom. But those are the people that have dealt with, you know, you know, the difference in them because you're in the bathroom, if you're in the men's bathroom and a woman comes in, if she goes to pee and sits in her stall and does her business and leaves, that's not somebody trying to get around the system. That's somebody that needed to pee. Sure. Right. Now, if some, if a woman comes into the men's bathroom and, you know, is looking around and staring and it has a mirror on her foot, that's the person that you have to deal with. And there there are processes to deal with that. And I'm sure a lot of people would probably take care of that on their own. You know, those one-offs are not significant enough to completely change where middle schoolers have to be. Sure. Well, the, I go back to what I said originally, and that is this issue is so difficult because there is no um, physical, factual representation of who these people are. They make the decision in their mind, and the the politicians are left to litigate about an issue that a person, an attribute that a person can, if they will it, change completely about themselves. Essentially, the the whole reason I think that we have yet to have um, LGBT um, rights in 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 the 
the entire scope of that included in in um, the Civil Rights Act and stuff like that. I believe that actually has changed, but uh, those those included in those particular acts, specifically transgender. I'm not actually LGBT stuff has been included. I'm talking more about transgender stuff because it is a separate issue in my opinion. Um, the difficulty in legislating that is that we can judge someone to be a man based upon their physical attributes or a woman based upon their physical attributes. We can judge their race. We can judge um, uh, their uh, culture. We can judge all kinds of different things about them um, based upon a physical attribute, blood testing. We can, there's all kinds of things. And this is the sole issue that they are trying to fold into civil rights that one cannot be verified what they are. It is a decision that they make. And you and I both know there are people out there that take advantage of things like that. They take advantage of ambiguity in the law. And I'm not saying, and you make a great point about one or two bad apples should not make a judgment on a larger group of people, okay? That is an argument that that, uh, that um, conservatives use when we talk about guns. Sure. You know, that's an argument when, when right now is a big time for uh Gun rights, they're being threatened because of uh, the several mass shootings that we've seen um, recently. And the conservatives are out there saying, do not make judgments on the actions of few. Fix the problem itself. Make changes that affect those who are going to perpetrate those crimes. Better better um, mental health and stuff like that. And the Democrats are out there saying, no, we need to crack down on all guns, on gun ownership. We need to do this. We need to do that. The exact same argument you just told me. The actions of the bad apples should not judge the whole group is exactly the argument I would give you about gun control. And that's an interesting comparison to me. What's difficult for me is this, um, you know, regardless of your lifestyle, the pronouns is really confusing to me. And and I'll be the first to admit my, you know, my family um, raised me to be um, understanding and accepting of everybody. Um, they, they, they didn't teach me anything that was negative about any person. So I grew up in a time where, you know, they taught me to respect people and you say, yes, sir. And yes, ma'am. And I expect that of our son. And and even today when I answer the phone, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. But there are those times where voices are different and sometimes you tag it wrong. But what really is confusing to me as a gay male is the new pronouns and knowing what people want to be called. And I find myself now somebody who has, I have very good intentions because, you know, I don't care if you're older than me or younger than me. When I'm, when I'm speaking to you, I have a level of respect and I want to address you properly. And I want to, for my whole life, I have addressed you as yes, sir, or yes, ma'am. So I understand when you correct me and, you know, and give me a new pronoun. I get that. But now I'm so afraid that if I say the wrong one and I take phone calls at work and I, and, and I work, you know, in a public position where, you know, the person that's calling is a taxpayer and they pay my salary and I, and I want to give, extend them the same respect that I would anybody else. And I want to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But out of a hundred times, if I ever pick that phone call and I say, yes, sir. And I'm, you know, corrected on my pronouns or I have now offended someone that scares me. And I think that's pushing us into a society where we're losing that, you know, that old school of respect for people by having to know and change all these pronouns. Exactly. So I have no idea all of the other pronouns that are now being added to the the pool of pronouns that we are supposed to know and memorize. And the whole reason is, is because nobody knows them. 
the people that know them are the people that use them. And then they have to, they have to be, you have to ask them or they are expected to tell you, you should use the following pronouns. Okay, let me get out my pen and paper and write that down and I'll put a sticky note on your head. That way I know every time I'm around you right. what pronouns to use. It, it, it makes things so complicated. It makes social interactions so complicated. And that's the, I would, I would totally be fine. And in fact, I had a friend in high school when I was far more radically conservative in high school that this person was, I believe they were a woman. I, yeah, if I remember correctly, they were biologically a woman, but I, I will be completely honest with you. They could pass for a male had they not had female breasts. And I called this person using the he pronouns all the time just because when I hear their voice and when I talk to them and converse with them and when they walk, they look like a male. So to me, that's what I use and that's what they preferred. And there were times when I accidentally, you know, I would say her or something or maybe not accidentally, maybe I was making a point or <laughs> who knows back then. Um, but it's it's simple because that's it's a plurality. You are either one or the other. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with the blending between these genders, like create creation of new identities, uh, whether it's, you know, the bisexual, the I, I mean, bisexual is more reasonable because at least you can say, hey, I'm attracted to both. But, but what about all about these other things? Like. That's more about who you like rather than who you are. Right. Well, when I was listening to talk, you talk about the pronouns, I was actually thinking more about the issue of all these new pronouns. Um, Z. Right. All whatever and they are. They, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the, that's what I'm saying is maybe you were talking more about calling someone a he when they are a she or vice versa. Well, no, because the pronouns, there's a pronoun like they and them. And and I have a lot of problem with that because to me, that is a plural set of people. Mm-hmm. You know, they are going to the store. When I say they, I've always said the word they to mean a group of people. Correct. And I met someone the other day who, you know, fortunately told me their pronouns in advance, so I didn't feel stupid, but their pronouns were they and them. So, you know, in referring to them, you know, they are coming over to our house means this person was coming to our house or, you know, ask them about it, asking that single person. It's just grammatically it's, wrong. It's I'm very sorry. confusing to someone who grew up with, you know, yes, ma'am and no, ma'am or he or she. And and again, I, I've I've learned I, I was I was raised to respect everybody and and, you know, don't misunderstand me. If I get it wrong, it is not intentional. Exactly. Like I have no reason to. I'm not going out of my way to offend somebody because I want them to be offended. My thing with this issue is why in the world are you making it a point when you greet someone to tell them your pronouns? If you were so sure about your own self and your identity, why are you so concerned about someone else in passing using common pronouns to describe you? I don't understand that. If 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 you are sure about who you are and you're proud of who you are, I don't think it should bother you if someone accidentally uses the wrong pronoun to describe you, especially if you prefer to be described as a a pronoun that is not a pronoun, that is not a common word. Right. And, you know, I think it goes back to communication and the way that, that this generation is learning to communicate because, you know, I'm a communicator. I, I was raised in a society where we communicated with each other in person or we called each other and had conversations and and I had I've had conversations where I think they went the way they should I met somebody and I said how are you doing you know I introduced him as is he 
And he just pulled me aside and said, I do prefer, you know, she. Sure. And that's, I would think that's acceptable. That is absolutely accessible. That is not make a scene and say, no, that is not my pronoun. You've got to understand that I didn't call you the wrong one because I don't like you. Exactly. I don't know. So you pull me aside, you explain it, and we move on. I feel like I have, as a person, I have graduated from the idea of, oh, I'm going to call them what their biological sex is as a conservative. There are a lot of of people, younger, typically conservatives, that are very – it's the same kind of group that I feel like are the people that drive around and try to get pulled over and videotape the police and and like um, I'm expressing my – um, Fourth Amendment rights to not say anything and blah, 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 blah and, and like they're just testing people. Sure. I, I don't want to test people. I just want to get along. I, if, right. if you pull me aside and I respect you as a friend and you and like Chris, if you came to me tomorrow and you had a wig on and you said, all right, you know what? I've decided that I'm going to be a female and I'm gen- I genuinely as a friend want you to call me by uh, using she pronouns and I would I would be kind of shocked honestly, but just to maintain our friendship, I would try my best to do that. Sure. Now, I would make mistakes still because I'm used to calling you. Like at the beginning of the show, uh, Chris and I weren't going to use our name. Well, Chris wasn't going to use his name. And after so many tries of of uh, doing this podcast while without using Chris's name, I continually slipped up and called Chris Chris because that's what I call Chris all the time. Um, so – as long as we have a mutual understanding that I'm not a perfect person, and when I talk, I talk fast, and I don't necessarily think out every word that I choose, sure, it's going to happen. I'm going to slip up. The problem I have is with people that are so anal about it that they get upset. They it upsets them, and they make a scene, and they sure. embarrass you, or they try to uh, they try to um, shame you for doing having an honest mistake. Sure, and I'll say this: you you said one thing that if I came in tomorrow and I had a wig and I asked to be called a she that's probably a bad misrepresentation. And I'm going off the knowledge that I have based on my friend who uh, is going through the transition because I had a very hard time with it because, you know, I knew her for years um, with her dead name and, you know, as, as a male. And, and is I, that what they call it? Dead name? I, I, that's what I've heard. Yes. Mm, okay. uh, because that person is no longer, you know, she is now, uh, she is, she is her and she, you know, that's who she, but she didn't come up one day and say, I think I'm a woman. The, the I think that's the biggest misunderstanding here. Transgender people may be born in one physical body, but their entire lives, not not on their 12th birthday or not on their, you know, sweet 16, but their entire lives they struggle with something inside of them that they don't understand. They know something's wrong because they're they're, you know, drawn to things that men do. They have more masculine feelings. This isn't something that they just decide. You know, they. This is something that they realize one day that well, something has been off my entire life, and they have finally an outlet to be able to deal with it. So, what I'm saying is, these people have certainly gone through a struggle, and I know what my friend has gone through. And the sad thing is, a lot of these people don't make it. There's such a high suicide rate, and the reason for that is, is because of all the problems where people worry about where they take a pee. So, my point is, is if you're listening, I don't care if you agree. Or understand, you don't have to understand or agree, but understand that that is somebody's struggle. And it's not a struggle that they just turned on one Friday afternoon because they wanted to be different. Somebody that's struggling with that has been through a lot to get to that point. The least you can do is back off so that they can live their life, be who they are, and not have to commit suicide 
before they're 30 years old. I, I, it's hard to bring this up because this is a very touchy topic, but um, I honestly believe that people who have this issue in their mind where they feel that they should be a different gender, that is a known psychological condition. Okay, It is gender dysphoria. And how you treat it is up to you, in my opinion. If you want to embrace it and and have gender reassignment surgery and have hormone therapy and whatever, it is your decision because it is your body and it is your life. And if you choose that that is the proper way to deal with the condition you have, then that should be it. However, there is a, there's been a movement for several years now to make um, therapy to correct, and that's a very touchy word, gender dysphoria. Yeah, like they try to correct gay people. But and that therapy okay, but here's the either. thing: what if what if the person wants to be corrected? And you can't say that it didn't work. There, there are um, there has been there's plenty of cases where it has worked. But gender homosexuality and gender dysphoria, I believe, is is different. Okay, with 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 a gay person or a lesbian, they know what they are, and they accept what they are. But they are attracted to the same sex. That is not anything in comparison to gender dysphoria, where they believe that they have they the wrong parts. And they they feel the need to change their body. To match how they feel inside. Right. But the question is, we have all these other psychological conditions where a person feels a way that in society, society we know that feeling is not the way a person should feel. If you're depressed, you should not feel sad. You are not a sad person. That is not the existence that you have been given. There are medicine to help depressed people. If you are um, schizophrenic, you do not have multiple personalities that are separate and they all have their own rights. It's not true. You are your personality and you have a mental condition that causes you to disassociate with those personalities. Why is it different for gender dysphoria? Why are we encouraging people to, to, take, to give in to what has been documented as a mental problem and, and, a, and a hormonal problem? Why are we letting why are we telling people that they should give in to those feelings? Because as you just said multiple times, these people have an extremely, extremely high suicide rate. Why is that? It's I'll I'll be completely honest with you. In the past few uh, years, it's not because of bullying. There is a yes, there is a part of that. But it has become so socially unacceptable to bully someone who is transgender, at least in, in, in most of the U.S., where most of the population lies in, in more liberal areas, that that lifestyle is celebrated. You are a different, a, I would honestly argue, a, a higher class of person because you are honest about this, this um, feeling that you have that you're a different, that you are supposed to be a different, different gender. Yet the suicide rates have not gone down. In fact, they've gone up, Chris. So... What's changed? I think it's first off the lack of proper health care, the lack of proper mental. And, and I say this because, you know, my friend, um, my friend went through a lot and she told me about her struggles and, and, and some of it was bullying, but a lot of it was finding doctors who would, you know, help treat the, the mental side, doctors to help treat the physical side um, and to help her understand these feelings because it's, right. it's difficult to, you know, to look back and say, well, you know, I've just, I, I was dressed in boy clothes and I was, you know, I was expected to be a boy, but I feel like I'm a girl. And, you know, I, I don't know why the suicide rate is high other than it's a lot of stress. And 
I think that the system is getting better. You know, she has actually moved to another state, which has better health care and better doctors to help her through this transition. And she is perfectly happy being a woman. She is not perfectly happy knowing what she's had to do to get there. Sure. And if you are listening, Emily, I love you. Keep doing what you're doing. You are my friend, no matter what anybody says. And and I will say this as well. I, if anybody has, in talking to her, if she's listening, um, if anybody has wronged you or been angry at you or said mean things to you because of what you are going through, that is wrong. And that is on everybody, including including myself. If, if I've ever done anything like that, I apologize. I doubt it because I don't know you. But that's not what I would want to do. I, regardless of someone's condition or what they what the problems they have, there's no reason why you should belittle somebody. Yeah, because it's, it's none of anybody else's business. And if we were all nicer to each other in general, and I know that's a very general statement, but I guarantee you a lot of these problems would not be there. I mean, bullying is something that I went through when I was a kid a lot. And and it was it was bad because the school that I went to at the time, they were very passive to it. I mean, it got to the point where I was in a fist fight with a kid, and guess who got uh, suspended? You know, I was I was the I was big. In, I'm big now, but I was still a bigger kid when I was in school. But I was bullied because um, I have I've got my own um, mental condition that I don't tell everybody about. And at that time, it was worse. And, um, I actually ended up picking up a kid and shouting in his face to leave me alone. I guess who got suspended because apparently the kid feared for his life. Now, I don't know what he feared, but oh, wow. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We, we ended up leaving that school eventually and going to public school, which honestly had better <laughs> counselors wow. than the private school. But, uh, that's yeah, what I'm saying. I yeah. think we should change the name of this podcast to mind your own business. Bro, Absolutely. Because I think all of the world's problems would be solved. If people would just mind their own business, stay in your lane. You do you, you don't worry about what other people want you to do. You do you. Um, and I've got a really good quote from my grandfather that, um, I'm going to bring out on the next episode because I think it's, it's great. And I didn't understand it when I was younger. My grandfather was a brilliant man. He was in marketing and he understood people and their buying habits, but there was a lot of things. He did a lot of ramblings. He ended up writing a book that I'm trying to get published about, you know, things and stupidity that people do. And it all, um, is, is really funny. I find it funny now. I wish I had talked to him more about it when he was still alive, but he wrote on the back of this note card, this, this, this quote, and I'll, I'll bring it to the next episode, but it's about minding your own business basically. And, and I call it my rule for life now. So we'll talk about that on the next episode. Very good. Well, it's been fun. Next time we will not wait so long before we get back. Hopefully if I have a voice next time, Mr. Uh, outdoors, can you please not be so, <laughs> So ruthless to my sinuses. I hate this season. I I can't mow. I have to have somebody mow my grass, and I have to stay inside because my the smell of cut grass just drives my my allergies crazy. Yeah, and I'm so tired because I'm taking so many so many different medications to try to get this show done. (laughs) You're lucky you're sitting in that seat. Oh, I almost fell out a couple times during the podcast, but we cut those moments out. It's awesome. Thank you, listeners. We appreciate you listening. Please tell a friend. Like our socials. Leave comments on your podcast platform, good or bad. You know, we're going we're gonna to be fine with ones either way. Everybody has an opinion. Yeah, and we'd like to hear them because this is an opinion show, and it's comparing two separate opinions. So the more opinions, the merrier. We would like to hear what you guys think of how we think and uh, what we say. Absolutely. Also, visit our podcast website at Still Love Ya Bro. That's with Still Love Y-A Bro. Right. 
Patreon.com. Subscribe for alerts, support, and share us. Please send us feedback. Uh, We're going to post opinion pieces on our website. Jesse and I will both post both sides. Sometimes we'll agree. Hopefully not every time, right? Hopefully not. Otherwise, it would be a very boring uh, article, right? Absolutely. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. See you guys.